Hey, I'm Bailey. I'm Michael. And I'm David. And welcome back to Facing the Gates podcast. Yeehaw! Hope you guys Ooh. enjoyed that beautiful, lovely interview uh, with Pastor Mark of uh, Heights Church Again. from last week. Appreciate the interview. Yeah. Um, not, we. I was not expecting them to be so hospitable, which, I mean, that sounds wrong. Like, of course, I expected them to be hospitable because they agreed to be interviewed. Yeah. And we're in the South. Well, it's a land of hospitality. But, right. But I, they went a little above and beyond, and I really like that. Yeah. yeah so we, let's, before we even, we're, we're going to talk about um, our thoughts on, on the church service that we attended just this morning. But before we get to that, I kind of want to talk about, like, um, our, I guess our first impressions when we, when we pulled up, um, to do the interview. Um, my first thoughts was like, this is a church <laughs> cause it doesn't look like a church. Apparently the church is in the back. Yeah, uh, the offices have, in the front. Yeah. They have offices in the front yeah. and it, it kind of looks like a strip mall. Like a, yeah. Well, it is in a little strip mall. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay. But then it had like elevation church on the windows. I was like, pretty certain this is where yeah, and they Heights out, Church. They walked out the uh, elevation. Us, which Oops. was really nice. Sorry about that. It was Heights Church, not the other one. Uh, sorry. Um, but yeah, so we, we went in and uh, they have like nice offices. They got like hardwood floors and nice carpeting, really nice Comf- chairs. Oh my goodness. The chairs yeah. were really comfortable. The table was They had a whole conference height. table. Um, they Power outlets? Yeah. Well, I would hope a church has power outlets, but I mean, for uh, us, it's conveniently placed because yeah, we, we we've made kind of a on the go setup now. Uh huh. So it was nice to be able to plug everything up, be up and running, and yeah, it didn't take long to get set up. Thankfully, which uh, you know, they also offered refreshments. They had like yeah, we water, brought, coffee, we donuts, of water, and they we were bringing water for them, and they're like, we have water for you. You guys like coffee, Krispy Kreme donuts. We got some sweet tea. I'll get you some ice. Would you like uh, what what kind of like Dr Pepper would you got? We got like three flavors, uh, in in the giant machine. You know they don't have one of those, but they had everything. Is what I'm getting at. It was um, so nice. So it was yeah. They also I didn't expect um, I didn't expect this, but they also filmed our interview, um, which uh, I don't have a link for yet. Because they're at this time, this was yesterday, so they're still putting that together. But uh, if you guys want, um, I may be able to provide a link for that um, that video. Yeah, part of me just sitting out. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> awkward. We we only have three microphones, so it was obviously me and Michael interviewing uh, Pastor Mark. And David's just kind of sitting awkwardly off to the side, and he can't say anything because he doesn't have a mic because no one would hear it. Um, but that's kind of just going to how most of these interviews are probably going to have to go just because of, uh, financial limitations. We're not going to go buy a bunch of mics for, you know, really it's a couple episodes and we already had to buy an extra mic to do the show period. An extra mic for Mike. Yeah. 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 And we got a new interface. Yeah. So. Hopefully the audio sounds a little bit better. I, I'm probably still going to be working out the kinks for the next few interviews. Yeah, we, we got some new new tools in the interface. It's because we I'm using the few generations older version of what we're using now for on the go setup. Yeah. For this, so and the audio might sound a little bit different between our um, 
interviews and our thoughts yeah. because we're using a different audio interface and, and, and stuff like that. And everything. Yeah. I all, mean, all these are, it, yeah. it's going to change how it yeah. sounds. This room's but, a little, little echoey, but as we go to different places, you might notice a lot more echo, a little less. Right. So let's go ahead and get into the actual service that we went to yeah. uh, this well, morning. I mean, starting off, we got there. It, it again, um, I don't want to be mean, but it didn't, I, it didn't look like a church and their parking lot was very confusing. Yeah. I think it was a little, I, I think that's fair. Yeah. Parking lot's a little confusing because you have like parking in the front and then you have like sort of parking behind for it and then you have like more here. parking no, over I here. I do, do appreciate for like people that need accessible parking, they had plenty of spots, say elderly or handicapped. And yeah. then they had the golf carts go around, scoop you on up from your car. There were, okay, you when it. we pulled in, there was a golf cart behind us. And I was like, is he is he waiting on us? Because we were, we were meeting up with some friends um, who we will shout out, uh, Hunter and Julia. We were waiting because uh, they had parked somewhere else, and I was trying to figure out where they were. So I was just messaging them in my car. And uh, there's this guy in a golf cart behind us. And I'm like, I don't know if he's waiting on us. And then Hunter's like, yeah, you can get in the golf cart. I was like, Oh, they got golf carts. And, so I mean, they they like you know will drive you up to the church, which uh, that's nice. Yeah, especially if there happens to be a lot more elder people. Yeah, it's it's definitely better. Uh, I mean, I I'm like not nah, good. I'm I'm good, yeah. dude. Like, give it to somebody nice, that needs it. They have you know? this, that accessibility in mind. Yeah, because as kind of in the interview. One thing he was really about is reaching as many people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, as he said, that's why he's in that spot and everything. Right. Yeah. Because to give you guys a background of where this church is, it's not in the greatest of areas. Yeah. I know this area very well. Uh-huh. And it's not, it's not far from here. Yeah. You can tell he knows who he's trying to reach and who he's reaching and but at again at first it was like where's the church oh it's back that's a church yeah. exactly i couldn't tell because well because there's like a me ranchos next to it yeah. and then there's like the strip mall offices up front and then there's the church in the back and there's like another building off to the side yeah, and I, I but i, I wasn't like, sure which one was the church because i was like yeah. They kind of all look the same. <laughs> See, yeah, the, no, the, no big cross or anything. The atheist paying attention is like, yeah, just, it's right behind me, Rancho. That's the church. Yeah, I figured that was. That was my educated guess, but I didn't want to go into the wrong place and look like a buffoon. And then on top of that, I just figured it's where all the people were at. Yeah, we could, because could just follow the During people. our interview yesterday, he said that the service we were attending was usually the smaller service. Mm -hmm. But it, to be a small it service, was, it, was, it was probably two or three hundred people there, maybe. Sizable. Yeah. So when we we walked up, um, obviously it's it's a it's an air quotes mega church. It's not. I've been to other mega churches that are like way bigger, but um, it's definitely in that vein of like your your non-denom contemporary type church. But they are Baptist in theology. They just don't have that in the name. I, I think what they're trying to do with that is appeal to people in a way that Baptists can't appeal to people, but they have the theological grounding that is in the Baptist tradition. So if you ask them what they believed, they could point to something yeah, it, because a non-denominational church doesn't really have uh, a concrete thing that they can look to without becoming a denomination. Yeah. And 
I remember in the interview, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, aren't they still a part of the? They're a part of the Southern Baptist Convention. Shane. Yeah. They just they they used to be called Heights Baptist, but now they're just Heights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and in my in my view, that's a marketing thing. And I and that's plus, not that's not to say that's a good or bad thing. It's just that it is what it is. Yeah, they're trying to reach different people that or reach more people. That, yeah. It's like it's kind of like um, I had this conversation with my grandma one time. I I showed her a Christian deathcore band, and she's like, "Fun, uh, impending doom." Oh yeah! I I whipped out uh, impending doom on my grandma, and uh, she was like, and she was like, I asked her if she understood any of the lyrics, and she's like, "No, I didn't." And then I told her the lyrics, and she was like, "Oh, well, he should just sing it because that would be much more nicer." I'm like, "Well." The thing is, he's he's reaching a demographic that he would not be reaching if he were singing this. And similarly with this church, they're reaching a demographic that they may or may not reach if they had Baptist in the title. And yeah. I don't think that's a problem, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And plus, just from how everybody was dressed and how it was a very... It's very casual. A lot of very people welcoming. Come yeah. as you are, really. Yeah. I mean, there were some people. Some people dressed were dressed up. up nicely, some, some weren't. Yeah. All, pretty much all ages. So there weren't any of those fatal death gaps or age gaps that yeah, signify the death of a church, like very, I was mentioning. Which very is refreshing. Yeah. Pr pretty surprising because I mean we've been to a lot of churches where it's like nothing but old people. For David, or, it was very refreshing because he was the most popular member. I know as everybody we, liked David's hair. As soon as we yeah. walked in the door, bunch of handshakes, bunch of. I like your hair. Yeah. And then meeting uh, Pastor Mark's wife. Uh-huh. Very nice lady. Yeah. And and I think a lot of them actually were expecting us. Because yeah. they're like, you're Michael, you're David, you're Bailey. I'm like, how do you know our names? Yeah. <laughs> and, but, uh, but you can tell, like, you know, the, the small community that knows us has been talking uh, about us coming yeah. there. And Biden they were very welcoming. Even, even... The people that I don't think knew who we were, there was at least like 20 people that came up to me and shook sure. my hand and yeah. said, hey, it's good to see you. Glad you're here. Or like, um, and one guy gave us his story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for another example, uh, one of our friends, I guess friends or associates from the church just stopped by like, hey, how are you? Mm -hmm. Not even knowing we were going to be there or anything. Just like, nice to meet you. Yeah, but good old Southern hospitality at its finest. Yeah, then, so it it was nice. I'm not used to um, being welcome I'm, like I'm that. I'm not used to. I'm I'm fairly like generally an introverted person, so I'm not like when people are like, "Hey, how's it how's it going?" I'm like, "Hey, how's it going?" And I'm like, "I don't know what to talk about." So I feel a little awkward like, when people come nice. up to me. Yeah, <laughs> how's how about that weather? See, uh, see for me, but I, I mean, I, I appreciate the kindness. You know, yeah. obviously, mm -hmm. I just. I'm a little awkward, so I don't know. I don't know how to handle yeah, it. I mean, people that hate the South love Southern hospitality for yeah. a reason. And then it's wonderful. Pastor Mike brought us to the little welcome Pastor center. Mark. Pastor Mark, yeah, not my name, Mark. <laughs> so, yeah, Took to us to the you. little welcome center, mm -hmm. gave us a little welcome gift, and sat there talked with us. Went in, music started, mm -hmm. and everyone kind of. <laughs> Follow suit yeah. going on in. No, yeah, so before, we before that, it remind Palin and I had the same feeling. The college he went to, it, the, the color it, scheme, the design reminded us of like walking in there a little bit. When we walked, yeah, so it was like 
everybody knew when church started because they were all just kind of congregating either outside the church or in the foyer or whatever. I get. I don't know if they have a special name for it, but I'm just going to call it the foyer. Um, the lobby. The lobby. If there's a special fancy name for it, let me know and I'll apologize publicly. We'll, um, we'll beep it out and we'll add it in editing. <laughs> unless I get corrected after this episode comes out and then I'll have to be like a month later, like, hey, remember that thing I said that one time? It was wrong. That's when we we bump up the new edited version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll re-upload it. No. Anyway, um, everybody knew when when the service began because everybody headed towards I don't I don't know what happened how they knew yeah. but the music was did you started, guess the music starting it was there started was, a little bit and then everyone slowly made their way gotcha. there was a screen uh-huh. uh you guys were facing I was facing the door towards the doors going in they were facing away from the doors yeah so I was able to see the screen and I was like all right the lady got on stage she I see some I see a guitarist bass player drummer all right i think this about to get started okay cool so and then everyone just kind of filed suit yeah we all kind of filed in the uh the I, I don't even know if i want to call it a sanctuary i mean i guess technically that's what it is but it felt kind of like an auditorium really um it, it felt like an auditorium without being too big yeah and it wasn't like a, a it wasn't a big auditorium it was kind of like maybe maybe your school's auditorium type thing like a high school or college auditorium uh at least in terms of the the structure of the room i don't think there was anything on the walls i don't think there were any um windows no, or anything no, just the uh, two projectors yeah just the two projectors uh, i'm just trying lights. to trying to paint a, a, a picture a, a picture for people so that they know like we're, we're gonna, probably going to get into architecture reviews when we're going to some of these churches and be like this is what these guys have done. This is what these guys have done. Um, on, on either si side of the in either entrance, you walk in immediately in front of you to your left will be a projector. Yeah. The on the other is, side, there's a stages in the center. Yeah. They have some nice stage lights going over top. Uh huh. About wasn't wasn't a big room, maybe like a 300 yeah. cap room, but nice, 400 cap room, something like chairs. that. Yeah, not, not, not good chairs. Hard not... wooden pews are kind of uncomfortable to sit in for too long. And yeah. then, you know, the preacher's going to preach long if the pews are yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, and they started with the the controversial contemporary Christian music. Boy, we've had many off yeah. mic conversations about uh, Christian yeah. music flavors. But what, what were you guys' uh, thoughts on the choice of music? for it and and i guess the performance as a, and all well i see it's just nice to hear some live music <laughs> yeah okay yeah. so as a side note by the way uh this is i didn't realize until like after but this is the first time i had heard live music in over a year yeah because uh last concert we went to was, like was in march. march yeah of 2020 and yeah. it is when we're recording this may of 2021 yeah so yeah, it, right it, was, before it was just nice to hear something live you know yeah yeah, and but it's not my taste in music, but it was done well. You can tell they care about their production. Mm -hmm. And, and he, that, Pastor Mark mentioned that he doesn't want to do music that's not theologically based. And I could tell by the song choices that they were theological. They weren't all just, you know, love songs for the J. They weren't all just generic in, in terms of. 
I mean, he goes into detail in the interview. Yeah, yeah. Go listen to the yeah. interview if you haven't um, already. But one thing about Christian contemporary, because I mean, I'm not a big fan myself. I don't really need to. But uh, a good video I've watched on it, explaining it and coming from like an outsider's perspective, understanding it. Adam Neely, he's basis for Sungazer, a kind of like electronic fusion jazz band but he goes into why kind of christian contemporary is how it is yeah because it's not really for the sake of it's music not, but it's for the sake right. of kind of it's praise. accessible and understandable that's one thing i was noticing as uh i guess kind of looking at it critically in a musician standpoint is um, I could predict the melodies yeah, th yeah. as they were coming up. Um, it's so you don't have to think about it. You can just focus on praise and, and Exactly. That's, that's not to say that it's a bad thing, like, oh, how unoriginal. I can just predict yeah. what they're going to do. Pop, it's same with pop music. Yeah, exactly. It's designed to be that way so that you can, you know, like I, I didn't, you know, know any of the songs, and maybe I'll learn it like halfway through or whatever, but... Um, it, it's designed in such a way that it's it's beginner friendly and you can kind of pick up on where it's going even if you haven't heard the song before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's easy on the ears and right. easy on the mind. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I I'm kind of like David. A lot of contemporary Christian music I just don't like. I don't think it's. I think a lot of it's cliche and contrived and boring. Yeah. Uh, and that might be a little mean, but yeah. but it, that's just. Yeah. That's just what I'm picky about music. Um, I mean, now, as far as like the context of a worship setting and the music that they play today, which technically is contemporary Christian music, um, I I don't think it was bad. Um, I wasn't like, oh, I hate this. Yeah. Make it stop. Uh, on the Christian when I, when I'm spectrum, it, it's on the hot on the better end. Yeah, when if I listen to like gospel music or something, I'm like, please make it stop. I can't stand. I, I mean, can't I do stand. love a good soul gospel singer, though. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, it, there's talent in it as yeah. as like vocalists. I think everybody in the band, which I think there were like five vocalists. Hold on. Three to there's like five vocalists, three or five, depending on which song, I guess. Four vocalists. Yep. You had your lead, and then your lead guitar, bass guitar, acoustic, drums, and I think they might have had a keyboard. keyboard. Okay, yeah. A Korg, a gray Korg keyboard in the back. Left yeah. of the stage, if you're on stage, yeah. had a good isolating isolation booth for the drums. A nice mix of uh, percussion based instruments. I saw a little bit of wires being used for the snare and for the oh, that, simple that's classic for Christian. And they had they had this is this is gonna sound like really dumb, but I feel like they had a lot of symbols for a Christian band. Yeah. A lot of Christians bands are like. You have like your your snare and your hi hat and a and lot then, of yeah bass you can do drum. it on three piece jazz setup a lot of yeah. bass drum, which I I could actually he had a lot of variation in his fills yeah. I was like this is this is not as generic as what I usually yeah. hear um, it it does take some musicianship now yeah. granted it's not the most complicated thing again it's got to be accessible and you know you can't just have the bassist start doing a slap funky bass riff yeah but you. You can tell they care about how it comes across, but it's not about the music right. for music's sake. It's I about mean, the music for worship's sake. And also, right. it was mixed pretty well. 
personally i would prefer more like bass guitar in in the mix but it was nice it, evenly mixed yeah and and for at being that we've been to lots of loud concert venues it wasn't really loud yeah um it I was mean, loud enough to hear but not overwhelming yeah you yeah, could still because, hear yourself yeah over the band especially like the smaller venues we've been in it's like they will blast you you need like earmuffs dude yeah. well also the bass is so ba- the bass notes from like the guitar the bass and the drum all just overpower everything yeah i mean it's still fun to listen i love going to a small hardcore show yeah yeah and you could tell there was a little bit of improv improv lines and things mm-hmm. during this music yeah but overall it was solid production you can tell they actually practice this and give a shit about what people hear. Yeah. And lighting was good. Yeah. It wasn't too loud. I Heck, I think the preacher talking during the, the sermon first song what, was what? about, like, even just during where it's just him talking. Yeah. He was okay. about on the same level. So the music wasn't overwhelming, and he wasn't overwhelming gotcha. on, on a good level. Yeah, so like the volume levels were roughly consistent between him speaking and then yeah. the band. Which for a lot of churches, getting all that right is really hard. I, yeah, I, that is definitely true because I've been to some churches that like it's a nightmare because yeah. they don't know how to run their audio setup. But yeah, being that this thing, is their focus, they know what they're doing. Yeah, and it's one thing for smaller churches not to have the greatest setup or just use what they can get. Mm-hmm. But if you have the size and you have the ability to do it right, you want to do it right. And I mean, I can give them that. They got their sound. Yeah. Whoever does their sound, that props to you. Yeah. So on, on the topic of, uh, music choice this is one of those things that does divide christians yeah um whether you should use hymns um uh, whether you should use contemporary christian music whether you should use pop music in some cases whether you should use acapella whether there's instruments and or not mm-hmm. um what do, how do you guys feel about heights approach to music and do you think that's like uh, do, do you think it's good? Do you think it's bad? Is there anything you would change? See, uh, from from like a spiritual theological perspective on that thing. If we didn't have the interview, mm-hmm. I would have just, I would have appreciated the production value, but I wouldn't have got it. But after the interview and seeing how he goes about being a preacher and trying to reach out, the music choice makes sense mm-hmm. because it's all about the audience it's that about, he's trying to reach because you can sing the holiest of holies, but it can fall on deaf ears. Right. And he, it's obvious he knows that with his experience. And Hey, I think in the interview, he said, before you know it, I might be rapping on stage. It's not my thing. Uh, rapping for Jesus. <laughs> but I, I I appreciate the outlook of I'm just I'm trying to reach people. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't wait to see the day I see a pastor get on stage and rap for, for and the Lord JC. Pastor well, I've been Mark. Have to go through a sad boy phase. <laughs> pastor Start Mark. Like with a young lean, young Sherm beat. But uh, that that is a bigger. Okay. Well, to to wrap up yeah. that part is like I I personally don't have any major gripes with using 
whatever genre you need um uh or style of music you need as long as it's it's worship based and and true and theologically based because uh, there are uh, more contemporary churches that don't that use contemporary music but they don't uh, have uh, a message or theology behind it at all and I mean it's not the the type of theology wasn't like it was like types of stuff that would be expressed in the creed you know the yeah. Nicene creed that like you know Jesus died and and you know is God and these kinds of things so it's not super deep theology but it is still true yeah, um, yeah it's not Kind of, as we've all said, and he said, it's not just like, oh, a song that could be about their girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, it's not like open or, for interpretation. South, it's like it, it means a certain or thing. The, or off of South Park, just taking a pop song and putting Jesus instead of like my baby. girl. Baby. Yeah. 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 And also one thing to keep in mind is there's a difference between Christian music and worship music. I think a lot of people forget that. And they want to hear some deep story, and that's that is not the place for that, right? Yeah. And so, me understanding that makes me appreciate the music, the more contemporary music choices, even if they're not my personal taste for the setting. You can tell everything has a purpose there, yeah. Because someone like Lecrae or even some of Kendrick Lamar songs mm -hmm. are heavily Christian, but they're not worship music. Yes, right. So I mean, like the again, it, it depends on yeah. who you're Time, appealing place, to. And and, setting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll also go kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum with like using organ or the big, you know, like the big bells. Yeah, yeah. Um, or hymns using a big choir or I piano. Do, I do get that why they do that because it's something you don't hear every day. It's it. It's meant to sound different from yeah, everything it else. Sets a certain mood. It's kind of helps the brain switch. Like okay, we're at church. Here's what we're doing. So and I, it's <clears throat> and also the emotional impact with like a big bellowing organ. It. I mean, I do love like a huge organ being played and like those big bells. Uh. Rob Scallon has a good video about big organs and also on a big like bell tower. See, mm -hmm. I line. hearing like some music being played off them is absolutely mind blowing to hear. And to reference the interview one more time, which serious guys go check out the interview. Yeah, here's here's your final plug. Go listen to it. It's probably not the final plug, but go listen yeah. to it. But I'm I kind of lean with Pastor Mark here. Organ makes me think of funerals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I understand yeah. where he's coming from. Nope. It depends. I mean, I I did a a cover with an uh, organ air quotes. It wasn't real organ, but uh, it was a song about death. What do you know? You got to use an mm -hmm. organ in it. So. Yeah. Though I also the play against that. I mean, then it goes to like, oh well, why don't we just use just a choir singing hymns because we don't need that. They, they use organ to reach an audience. They use the bells to reach an audience. Yeah. This is... And it's kind of contemporary worship music kind of is that evolution. Yeah, so this is this is a bigger discussion that I, I know we've been talking about the whole music thing for a long time, but I do want to kind of talk about this for a minute. Um, 
there's been this kind of development within Western Protestant Christianity that is, um, let's try and reach people no matter what the cost, uh, you know, whatever music we have to use, whatever kind of service we have to do, if we're bringing them coffee when they, you know, walk in, um, they're trying to accommodate so, so much to get people in the door uh, to get people to go to church and, and reach people, which is fine. I, there, there's nothing wrong with trying to reach people, but this does become a, a broader discussion of where do you stop and yeah. how do you know where to stop? Because it's a fine balance. Like Pastor Mark mentioned, you know, he might be up on stage rapping. Which, real quick. And if that happens, I don't know if I'm going to go to your church, dude. I'm oh. just, I Please, no offense. I don't want to hear you rap. I, 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 I listen I would, to Michael rap, and I already want to jump out the I, window. I, I, I will go at least once to hear that. Oh, no. I, Pastor because Mark, he, you start spinning freestyles yeah. up there. <laughs> I, I might just, even if it's not my denomination, I might just have to go see it. Yeah. But, but uh, before... That, we get on a whole episode about music. Yeah. What do you guys think of Pastor Mark? He's, and, he's a very he's, flavorful character. He definitely doesn't care. I mean, he does care, but he doesn't care what people think of his views. He's not afraid to say what he believes, uh, which is something I respect because, um, I don't know, he's just not, he's just not scared to say what he believes as a matter of fact. He's an open book. Yeah, um, and, and at least in my experience, generally, when you have people who aren't afraid to say what they believe, a lot of times they can look down their nose at other people and be pejorative toward other groups, and I didn't get too much of a vibe of that from him. He, he may, I mean, obviously he has positions on things and he's firm about things, so obviously he's going to say some things. Uh, for example, he, he thinks Baptists are closer to the truth than other Christian groups. So he probably has some opinions about other Christian groups. Um, and he's probably not afraid to say them. I mean, but you know, and he, at least with the conversations that we've had from the interview and attending his church service, um, I can appreciate that he wasn't pejorative in any way that I could perceive of other, other Christians or of other, people period really yeah and he wasn't otherizing and that's something i respect about him and it seemed during the interview he respected our positions on where we stand in this spiritual journey right but what do you think of his service his sermon yeah, yeah. him on stage. so after after there was a uh, we walked in there was one song and then he went up and gave some announcements and it was like hey we're not doing announcements go check our app out Which and then I, we did some more songs and then he came up and did the sermon yeah I, I do like that they're trying to use something you have a phone you have a phone in your pocket all the time use the app for the church oh heck I was I, I mean I saw a ton of people looking up on their Bible app, looking up the passage. And that was like, me, because I didn't yeah. carry my Bible around. But, you know, a lot, some churches are not for, like, we have technology, and we're not using it. Yeah. So, I do appreciate that, because it's, like, it's accessible. Yeah. And because not everyone might, they might not have a Bible. Now, some churches have, like, 
Bibles in the back of the pew with the hymnal and everything. Yeah. But heck, you have a phone. Yeah, so we um the ser the sermon, we're gonna get brownie points for this because I remember what the sermon was about. Mm, well, first, first he gave us a shout out. Yeah, oh yeah. I uh, love it. <laughs> he was like, We've got some filthy heathens. No, I'm just kidding. Uh <laughs> Yeah. I hope we get one that's like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, he it wasn't like a massive room, but it was enough people. Uh, I guess it was a small enough crowd for him. To, he's like, I usually don't give shout outs, but we've got three young gentlemen I got to speak with yesterday, Michael, David and Bailey. And uh, they, they're seeking and they're honest. And I wish, you know, uh, more people would kind of kind of be like that. And uh, we all had different reactions to i i was and then people would like turn and look at us and be like i was like yeah cool thanks so like i was like i i have thought that he would do it i was like he might give us a shout out yeah, i, I kind of didn't really i didn't i was like i don't want him to <laughs> but i'm not mad that he did you know because he i didn't feel uncomfortable yeah. or weirded out well he also seems kind of passionate about Seeing us doing what we're doing. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I can respect that. So, yeah, I mean, personally, I was poor. So, because whenever my name gets called in a big crowd of people, I had this happen at a employee Christmas party, and I got, like, employee of the year. And I'm just like, I need to get out of here. Yeah, so David got really nervous and started sweating, pouring oh, yeah. sweat well, it was everywhere. hot outside. Then we went to the cool AC, and that makes me sweat. And then he called our name, and I just was, like, pouring sweat. More sweat. And I was just like, oh, yes. Dave, David, I mean, Michael is a, a big fan of getting attention. any kind of attention he can. So <laughs> it turned out I got the most attention. Yeah, because of David's hair. And then Michael's Seriously. very jealous. And he's like, well, it doesn't hair. work when I grow out a mullet. People don't like that. So, you know, everybody likes wigs, David's Bailey. hair. And also they had a little little welcome table and everything. Oh, yeah, uh, I mentioned that. Yeah. Shout, shout out that uh, free... Chick-fil-A sandwich and gift card. Yeah, thanks for the chicken of the Lord. We definitely like Chick-fil-A. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. That, I'm like, okay, let's see. Probably like pamphlet, reading material. Here's what you can do. Here's what we're planning. You know, stuff like that. Right. And it's like, oh. Well, Welcome to our church. Yeah. Okay. Nice, yeah. Little, nice little gift for someone well, interested. And one thing I noticed was he seems very charismatic and in control on stage and and look, I was watching him read the room for responses. And that's always, I like to see people be active with their audience. Because some preachers just get up there, look down and, and they book, read their script. Read their script. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't want any feedback from anybody. Well, he's been doing this for what, 26 years now? Yeah. This, and I mean, this month. And yeah, also, so shout I, out props for doing it for so long but also you better learn how to read a crowd after 26 years yeah some people <laughs> never do yeah also yeah. real quick real quick he told us about this yesterday and he told us in the service about this today but shout out for sponsoring those rooms for the school mm -hmm. that is awesome yeah that's community outreach yeah he he definitely uh they're not afraid, as he mentioned yesterday and or last week for you guys in the interview. Um, they they do community service. They're not one of those churches that just kind of you just go to on Sunday and that's all they do. You know, yeah. they're they're involved in their community. Paid people's bills or I want to say it was like that school. 
They paid like several tens of thousands of dollars uh, for the school sponsor. I think it was like eighteen thousand or something like that. And then for the bills, you yeah, had that. It, it yeah. you can tell they care. He's yeah. very focused yeah. so on his community. Your your tide is going to not just the wallets of the preacher and the right, not yeah. just this nice building and offices, but you can tell they that he cares and he wants to reach out people and help and in that way serve as an ambassador for his religion. Yeah. Which, as you know, I'm a big works person and I I like that. And Like when uh, you walk the walk and you talk the talk. Heck yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Ooh, and going brother. back on like his charisma, kind of I don't know if people are going to like this comparison or not, because, I mean, it's the exact opposite of a religious person. But the charisma reminds me of, like, the presence of, say, like, George Carlin, where he catches that crowd and he uses that to get his message and his reasoning across. Yeah. And use, doing uses like repetition and stuff like that. Also, shout out, he... uh called out Joe Austin and uh <laughs> he called him a heretic yeah, which I, I was saying uh he wasn't pejorative I guess technically that is a little pejorative and, and also but the uh, other one I forget I'm not sure the televangelist it's one of them yeah just he, pick any of them yeah I mean he I, I do like because I find those very cultish shout out for ripping on Joe Austin he also ripped on a astrology and tarot card oh, yeah. I'm reading yeah, I said but, smoke another one. But because uh, somewhere somewhat near us, there's a flea market and they have a palm reader. <laughs> if, you're really, if you're so good, why are you at the insert generic flea market name? No, there is one in the city near us in like a, you know how like they have... Re- residential style buildings uh-huh. in certain parts. Yeah. It's in one of those, but I've never seen anyone go in there. Yeah. I don't think it's even open anymore. Probably for a reason. Yeah, so the sermon was about uh, one, one of the big things he was trying to drive home is uh, he was like, you know, Philip was an evangelist and he was a layman. And basically he repeated that over and over again until everyone was repeating it back. Um, and he was like, look, if one of the earliest Christians was an evangelist and he was a layman, what does that mean for you? You need to go out and preach this to the world. Um, and I appreciate that call to action. And the thing that he said yesterday in the interview also is he believes that the biggest problem with Christianity, like we've said, is Christians not um, not living up to what they believe. So and I appreciate that he's kind of advocating for that change that he believes is a problem. So, yeah. Yeah. I and think, uh, he, I see. So when was the last time you spread the word? Yeah. Did How do you know your neighbor's a Christian? Yeah. And I think a big thing with, and that ties into this podcast is creating that dialogue and trying to reach out mm-hmm. and, help others in this journey or just help others and be a 
be a good uh, advocate for your religion. Right. And that was a nice little service, I yeah. will say. It yeah. wasn't too long. Yeah, it was. It was the whole thing was roughly an hour. Um, yeah. And he he mentioned in the interview that like sometimes it goes longer, sometimes it's shorter. It just depends. You never know. But it's not like regimented and scheduled. Yeah, and and there wasn't much dead space because right. you know some preachers will leave like 15, 20 minutes, and it's just throughout just random silence. He was up there to say something. He knew his timing, and. I I appreciate that. I don't want to just stand, sit there, and hear and be nothing for checking your watch for like okay, it's about time to about time, time to, wrap to it go up, get guy. some lunch. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I mean, as we talked about a lot of, there's a lot of preachers that when you know the pew is uncomfortable, you're gonna be there for a minute. Yeah, one thing I will say, uh, kind of going back to the whole uh, Philip being a layman evangelist. Um, I think, and this is, this is not a dig necessarily, but this is, that's probably the first time I've heard an apostle be called a layman. Um, so I, I understand where he's coming from that, like, you know, these were followers of Christ. So they were, you know, I understand there wasn't really a formal church structure built in that, at point, but I and we were probably talking about this before the episode, but I could see an argument being made from both sides that um, Philip was a, a church authority because he was under he was following the instruction of Jesus. Um, but I could also see that, yeah, he is a layman. He is he's is someone who heard and went out and taught after that. Um, so I'm, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying there's there's. I could see both sides yeah. of an argument if somebody wanted to make that. Yeah. And also there's a lot of cultural context that we aren't able to get because right. we weren't there. Right. Yeah. With that. But overall, I'd say it was a very positive experience. Mm-hmm. Felt very welcoming. We Felt- came out after and uh, there was a guy that there was more people that came and yeah. shook our hands and said, hey, and all. Yeah. And then there was one the guy, guy that first talked to us and. Talked about how his son had long hair and everything. Yeah. And gave us a little bit of his story. Mm-hmm. But then when we came out, he really wanted to... He gave us like the full version, yeah. but in five minutes, which, want... by the way, props if you can summarize your life in five minutes. Or hey, at least your spiritual walk. Because it, it, for me, it's like, it's not a straight shot story. It's like it kind of yeah. windy and it goes off on rabbit trails. And I have not kept it down into five minutes like he did so props for him for having yeah, that uh he, having take, that on you can tell he really want to make that connection yeah and, and it was re- strong eye contact yeah not too firm of a handshake but the but not too soft of a handshake yeah, yeah because when, before we went in i had one that one guy's handshake was mega firm the next size was very loose and it's like See, I I gotta I, match this energy. I have, I have this weird, uh, this is this weird social thing where I'm like, I'll I'll reach out and when our hands touch, I will let you determine the grip and I will match yeah. because I don't I don't want to try and strangle you, um, but I also don't want to be weak. Don't want to be a wet fish. Yeah. So it's weird. It's like one of those things. It's like when somebody reaches out their hand, you, are they going to like high five you? Are going to like dab you up? They're going to give you I a mean, hug. We, we had some you know, fist, fist bumps. bumps. We had some 
Handshakes, the hugs, handshakes. Yeah, that's just because I'm an awkward freak, but yeah. I don't know but, what to do when people <laughs> sometimes. You can tell that for him, after hearing his life story, how the church has helped him and helped him figure out and work on himself. Yeah. And then he, which, he mentioned specifically um, that when he was. Do you remember his name? We're going to feel like terrible, uh, but I'm sorry. Yeah, we don't remember his name. And the name doesn't really matter. Well, I wouldn't say that. He might be listening. Yeah. Well, if, <laughs> I'm just saying for the general context of the story. Right. So his... Um, but I remember said, your face. I'll never forget your face now. Yeah. I'm a face guy. Yeah. We, we, we shook hands and got a lot of names, so I'm sorry if we don't remember everyone. Um, anyway, he one of the big points of his story was um, when he was young, he was very not Christian because yeah, he, people told him that he was going to hell for having a tattoo. And he was in the armed forces at the time and his mom passed and that was one of the last things she heard, heard pretty quick. Well, in a yeah, kind of short time frame. And that's one thing that l- kind of lingered in his mind that his mom thinks he's going to hell and then she passed. Yeah, and, and I, I can... I can respect that because that's real, and he yeah. he didn't sugarcoat it, and he's like, this is this is how, you know, I mean, I've I've been through a few, few stages in my life, and so yeah, and yeah, kind of with the whole congregation, there were people with tattoos, people with piercings, people, people dressed were, differently, yeah, and, people wearing hats, yeah. people having band shirts, just whatever, yeah, just kind of come as you are, we accept you. Yeah. Shout out the guy with the My Chemical Romance shirt, that's a <laughs> fire shirt. Um, so it. It was refreshing because, you know, still there's a lot of people like, oh, tattoos. Yeah, but he did make the point. He kind of pointed toward my tattoos. And he was like, I just want to let you know you're not necessarily going to hell for having tattoos. Uh, you know, and he was kind of plugging in the church. He's like, we're different here. I, I think I've heard several people say that. Yeah. That might be their motto. We're different here. Because um, I, I ran into my old barber, Lewis, who, who I didn't recognize at first. I was trying to figure out who he was. Um, and he's like, yeah, we're different here. I was like, wait a minute. I've heard that. But, that, um, I, I get what they're, they're getting at. They're yeah. not like, you know, those judgy, creaky, old, judgy, prude. Yeah. But you can, and that's, and that's refreshing. Yeah. Um, they might not agree with say how you dress or some things you might do with your life, but you're there and that's what matters. Right. Yeah. So and I can respect that. I think that's a unique position due to the preacher mm-hmm. due to pastor mark and his story and i think that's one thing that probably out of a lot of these will separate them is it feels like a community right and a very kind of open armed come as you are and we'll take you as you are yeah um and then after we went out and Got lunch with some some cool people. I have to, I have been given strict orders by some very cool people to give them a shout out. So as you guys know, we went to visit with Hunter and his wife uh, Julia, and then uh, I only remember one name. I I remember them all. I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget, but I actually just remember them. Oh, look I'm at not, you! I'm not even being sarcastic. People can't tell, but I'm not looking at my phone yeah, right he's now. he's looking dead at me in the eyes. Uh, so there was Jared, homeboy. He was at the the Bible study. I went. I, I went. So I went to a Bible study with Hunter at his. It was like a house church Bible study, like several months ago. Probably 
either before we started the podcast or I think it was shortly after we had started yeah, the podcast. Yeah. Um, so he was cool. Um, Faith, who really liked David's hair. Uh, and then Cassie Beth, which is a interesting name. It's like her parents didn't know if they were going to call her Cassidy or Annabeth. And so they just like, yes. I mean, <laughs> my sister's got an interesting name, so yeah, you're, you're not alone there. Yeah. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, who was, was re- really interested in the podcast and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was another thing is they were all like asking us questions about the podcast. I'm like, wait, you guys actually listen to this? because it's cool to like meet people that actually listen to the podcast and have questions based on the things that we talk about because that's what we're trying to do is start conversations so it's cool that these conversations are starting yeah and shout out all you guys yeah and and lots of uh, obviously shout out to pastor mark for letting us interview him Shout out Um, everybody there for just being so hospitable and welcoming. Yeah, there were lots of people that whose hands I shook and whose names they told me, but I definitely don't remember because because I'm terrible with names. Especially in the South, you know, it's very click based. And there's some churches where you're like, you know, you're getting looked down upon because you're you're not in the main click in the click that has the cloud and everything you're not yeah. with the deacons you're not with the with the old people that run the show with the good old boys yeah so overall this is our first church that we have attended out of several and i'm sure they're all going to be very different experiences and, and, and we'll get all flavors of the rainbow here uh, all you churches they set the bar pretty high on the refreshments area so yeah and on the <laughs> hospitality and the chairs yeah so we like, got to get some of those chairs dude i mean like this is a pretty decent seat but I could probably sit I mean, in that for, chair for a very long time. Those that don't know, Bailey and I are sitting on a futon and Michael sitting on a... <laughs> Papa San chair. Papa San chair. <laughs> that is his, but he left it in my room. Yeah. But so, the futon's mine. Yeah, so... I uh, love this thing. Final thoughts about, about our first uh, church. When was the last time you guys went to church, by the way? I think we forgot to mention that. Um, For me, besides... Do, do we include funerals? No, like you actually went to church for service. <laughs> okay. For you, we were kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, it, that explains. <laughs> it's been an awfully long while, but that's kind of where me and Christianity fell fell out and been anything. Something I still went to youth group and stuff for social aspects, but as I said, it's never really clicked with me. So you went to youth group like in middle school, and then you hadn't been in to actual church since like before then. Yeah. I guess pretty much. Okay. Besides, and then, like when we all would go to hear like certain sermons or like during like vacation Bible school and stuff like that. Okay, so it's been, been a, a, while. a hot minute. Oh yeah, it's for been a David. hot boy minute. You said it was like what 2016? 2017 when I got dragged to another mega church in the area by my significant other's mother, which See. I hated every moment of it. Oh really? It's the most boring ass fucking mega church sermon I've ever been to. <laughs> well, so. Pastor Mark, you set the bar a lot higher than them people. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been to one other mega church that was it was pretty good. Yeah, um, well, this one's I, I, it's hard to say it's a mega church because it kind of feels like a happy medium. Yeah, it's not it's not like a mega church, mega mega church like where it's not giant where there's a lot of seats and you don't get to know anybody, but it's like obviously not uh, a small group of people because they do have two services and like I said, there's probably 
two, three hundred people there for that one. People heading out. So, um, the last time I went to church was probably within the last year or two. I I have visited my home church a couple Mm. times. They do have a new pastor now. Plus, then you go to a Um, Greek Orthodox church. I did. That was. I forgot if it was last year or the year before. That was 2019. Okay, so two years ago. Like, you know, we lost pretty much a year thanks to Rona, so everything feels like a year. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was 2019. Because I remember we were talking about it on stream. So, yeah. Um, that wasn't the last church I've been to. I've been to my old home church a couple times just because my family goes there to visit and all every now and then. And uh they're not they're not terrible you know they're not the worst church in the world obviously um but i think they've improved since i had been there but there's still but a there's lot still, of underlying issues there's still, still it's not what i would consider a church that i would go to are they still boring as shit kind of but not really <laughs> it, it's it, i mean cap. like the pastor's good you know but they they still have a lot of uh the certain flavors that bring it down and that has to do with certain people that have a lot of power, I guess. But I don't want to. I don't want to start any fights because I do know we we've said names of places, and some people know the names, and some people don't. So I don't want to start a Christian war here. Again, we're trying to bring everybody together I mean, and have a nice little little bonfire chat. We don't want to have another Christian war. Yeah, we don't need any more of those. So, so. does that mean you want to talk about astrological signs and light one up? <laughs> No, I'm good. That's I'm gonna remember Pastor Mark saying that for a while because that was hilarious. I I agree with him. Ast- astrology is kind of kind of dumb, dude. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Venus is gonna be in retrograde soon. Shut up, David. Which doesn't mean shit. It doesn't. But <laughs> I love how there's like some people that are the fought very fire pyramid. So oh, you're going to hell to that. You're going to hell for that. And we're like, Venus is in retrograde, so I'm gonna be a bit bitchy. And, and it's like, like bitch, pick just one, pick one religion and stick with it. You fucking yeah. Poser. We can't be England in the early 1000s and have a pagan step religion. Fun fact: uh, Oh, step religion. I'm stuck in the dryer. <laughs> well, that's how. That's why I call it because they practice some things from their pagan folk roots, and then but they're also Christian, and it's like. That don't make no sense. Damn, the atheists trying to tell us shit that don't make sense. Well, All right, well, we're getting on rabbit trails now. We need to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Again, any anything else you guys want to say? Heights Church. Yeah, thank you, Heights Church. Thank Pastor, you, Mark, Pastor Mark. Uh, all the lovely people we mentioned before uh, and the people that we didn't mention. To it, listen to the previous episode because if Pastor you, Mark's a character. If you're at yeah. the service, yeah. Leave us how you felt about the service in yeah. the description. Tell us your thoughts. Available. Tell us your thoughts about our thoughts about your church, or uh, just tell us your thoughts about the service if you want. Yeah. If, um, if we missed anything, let us know. Yeah. Next week you will be getting a, another interview. I'm not gonna say who it is or where we're going. I'm gonna keep it a mystery every week because these episodes might come out out, out of order. <laughs> so yeah, play the nomination bingo. Yeah. So. uh It'll you'll next week another pastor interview. For look, all you look know, forward to it. we might be doing Pastor Mike does nineteen services in seventeen days. <laughs> We're actually not going to do that because that would be hell on all of us. Yeah. <laughs> also, 
we would have to get, find like someone that does a Monday service, someone that does a Tuesday service. You know, a lot of people do Wednesday service, so that's not an issue. A lot of people do Thursdays, Fridays. I don't know any Saturdays. I know plenty of Sundays. All right. Well, but uh, before we get too yeah. carried on, I'd say it's been real. I'd say it's been fun. I'd say it's been real fun. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next week on Facing the Gates podcast. Yeah, see you guys then. Goodbye. We love you.